You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I want to chat with you about today a topic that's that's been getting a lot of um, attention and maybe this is just the something that stays uh, in front of my radar but uh, I've been getting questions from clients on it and it is how to start your child on an allowance program and if I had to think back about what my parents did and as I was preparing for this for this episode I was trying to reflect back and think that I, I actually don't recall the fact that my family had this thing about an allowance. Um, and so I'm like, wow, what did my parents teach me and what did I have to do? So I know it's a bit of a controversial topic and some families have spe- specific and strong opinions about having an allowance and centering around chores and, and things like that. And that is okay. I am also coming to terms to realize that, and I know that other parents will think that too, not only as a financial professional, but also a mom myself, is that it really depends on what your personal situation is, right? And how you see the way and the values of teaching your children to learn about money. That is really what it's all about for me. And I'm. It's funny because I have no idea where Liam picked up this uh, this phrase, and I don't. I know for sure, hundred percent, at least at at being two and a half right now, he is not comprehending entirely what he's saying. But just last last week, he started to to ask me for uh, mom, can I have five dollars? And first, I didn't know what like I couldn't believe that he was actually saying that. I don't know why five dollars. Um, and I asked him, what do you want to do with the $5? And he says, pocket. It means he's want to put it in a pocket. And I'm like, wow, okay. And he knows that the $5 are in my wallet inside my purse. <laughs> so I have no idea how all of this is coming together and why he's asking for $5 and what it buys him. I don't know if he understands those concepts. And there's definitely a certain age at which you start to, to incorporate these things. But my, my message, at least initially for you today, is it is different for every family, So and there's not a right or wrong way to do it. So first, don't beat yourself up, okay? No matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone thinks, you're going to do it the way that fits within your family values, right? And so if you feel like you want to put more value and emphasis on on the fact that the kids have to earn the money, that's fine, right? As long as you're not forcing them to work 40 hours a week and you're paying them six six figures for that work, right? You're probably not causing any harm. So let's kind of maybe discuss a little bit about the, the, the different 
ways you can approach it, right? So it is centered around allowance, but what is it that you can do that really makes you feel confident, right? And comfortable with the idea that you're you're showing the right ways uh, for your child. So of course, the well-known approach would be the chores-based allowance, right? It's simply your kids get paid to do the chores. And I mean, even little kids like mine, right? It's not so much paid, but he's been he's been trained to go to party with a candy, right? Or as a reward. And that's what they did in daycare. So like there's also already that idea being instilled in his little mind that if you do something, you're going to get a reward. So I don't think anything is wrong with that. I first was against it. I think more for the fact that he's going to have so much candy, um, but I really like the idea of him being potty trained. <laughs> so going back to the chores-based allowances. So you're, you're, for example, if your kids do the dishes, right? Um, then they get paid. If they make their pick up their toys and make their beds, um, then they get paid, right? So it, it, it teaches them, um, you know, to be responsible with the chores, but also I think there's the argument there is that what if they don't do the chores, right? Do they really fully comprehend the fact that if they completed their tasks and their chores, then they're going to get the money. So maybe this is a approach for someone who's a little bit older, right? Or kids a little bit older where they can see how the connection is there. And so like how how do you really teach them um, the value of money here um, with the idea that it's a reward, right? Rewards-based system. Now, I think the other way to think of it, and so again, my, my point for you today here, it's not the, the right or the wrong way. It's the way that works for you and your family. And also like, how did you grow up? Or, or did you have an allowance? Uh, maybe you like me, uh, you never had any anything like that. So the pure pure allowance or just simply giving an allowance um, is is just straight out pay, right? And so it's actually interesting. I found a cool statistic and there's a site that tracks this information. It's called roostermoney.com. And so the 2021 report says, and so with the pure based allowance where you're just allocating some kind of amount of money to give to your kids, no matter what, right? They don't. There, it's not linked to uh, to them doing the chores. It is what they get, right? And that's how you teach them the value of money. We'll talk a little bit later today too. I hear this a lot: the three jars approach, and I think maybe that's better aligned with just the allowance itself, not tying in for any kind of activities or tasks and things like things like that. And remember, actually, my parents were really a lot more centered around grades. Right, and not like they were paying me to get good grades, but it was one of the rewards. Um, so I don't think I had an allowance. I had probably more like a bonus, <laughs> if you will. For those of you who have opportunities to receive bonuses, like I would get something I really wanted if I had, you know, really good grades for that quarter or from for that semester. So going back to that roostermoney.com, a site that tracks um, all this kind of cool information. So interesting fact: when you're deciding on how much allowance to give. Um, maybe some data to keep in mind, but average given per week in 2021 is $9.35. Saturday seems to be the most popular pocket money day. They call it pocket money, pocket money day. Uh, and but 56% of parents actually give regular allowance. So it is, it is kind of cool data. I didn't think 
much about it um, before, but if you're trying to find some metrics, right, and so decide like, okay, this is the pure allowance and we're going to give it, um, here's how to think about it. Something else I heard too is a, a go- good rule of thumb would be to give $1 for each year. So like if you have a child who is five years of age, you would give them $5 a week, right? And so, or if they're six, you give them six, $6 a week and so on. And you can increase it uh, every year that they get get older. So again, uh, this is this this method is probably more um, hands on, I would think, because you definitely need to be involved, right, in showing them further steps as to how you know what do you do with the money, right? And so it's not just um, and how. I guess my question too: How do you tie it into like if you want them to be responsible? And, and, you know, participating individuals in this world, like, where, what happens to the chores? That's my question. So that's where I am, I think, more favored of approach of a hybrid model where you give them an allowance, but at the same time, there are certain chores that they are paid for. And maybe more like somewhat of a bonus structure, but you pay them to do the extra things, right? Like if they, they know they're responsible for making their bed and putting their dirty laundry in the in the hamper and making their bed and you know putting dishes in the dishwasher, for example, but they would get paid extra if they took the trash out every Thursday or Wednesday night because the, the trash truck comes that day. Um, so these additional things that um, not entirely okay. You get your $5 allowance for the week, but you want to make extra or, you know, this is additional bonus. This is what it has to be. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure when these kids get older, that, that becomes more interesting. So like for the younger kids um, that are starting to learn the idea of money, um, this might be still a little bit hard. But I think that's where these the, the three jars kind of approach really makes sense because, and I, I'm, I'm sure you can probably incorporate it in both of these methods, but if they have, if they have the understanding that it's not just, you know, I get the money and I consume it and I just buy whatever I want, right? It's about saving. So the three jars approach is saving, spending, and sharing, right? Or giving the donation, um, so I, I, I like that a lot because um, you can, it can start to be really tangible in terms of what they're getting and it could start to instill these principles, right, that we all talk about a lot as adults um, and some of us struggle to make it more consistent and, um, right, in terms of saving and not getting into debt and being charitable and, and things like that. So um, I am think, thinking that at the moment... Um, the, the hybrid model is more favorable to me. Um, but I think also at the end of the day, again, I'm looking just at the at the scope of what I've seen with clients. I think the more important angles here is to be consistent, whichever method you choose. You also put the rules around what they can buy with the money, right? So like Liam was asking for $5. I have no idea what he wants to buy with money, but he does know when we go to a store, he can get candy, uh, which is probably my fault <laughs> of, sh- of connecting the dots in his in his head for that. And also, I think, again, more for the tangible aspect of the money, giving them actual cash, right, or coins. And so if you have the, the three, three jars approach, right, there's that process of them dropping these coins or dollar bills 
into these jars and to kind of seeing 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 that connection. So I I think at the end of the day, when we look at look at this topic, and there's a lot to be said, um, and lots of different uh, conversations around it. I like the I like it to be positive. Like I allowance isn't something that. Um, you need to be dreading, right? It's not, and I wouldn't th- suggest setting that up as a punishment, right? If if your child didn't behave, um, it's not, that particular thing is not something you should take away that week, right? Unless, unless it is, you know, fits in with, fits outside of the boundaries that you said, but um, it's, it's probably not instilling a good idea and comprehension of that, you know, misbehaviors, um, should be punished with, you know, taking their money away. And so, because you probably don't want to be setting these, you know, anxiety type related messages uh, for them to start to worry, oh my gosh, if I, you know, if I do something that I was not supposed to, my money is going to be taken away. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't want to do that. So there's plenty of ways to to teach them lessons um, other than uh, really taking taking that away. So I'm curious to see what worked for you. What have you experienced as a child? Is, has you had your family had some kind of a system systems in place? And what are you doing for your kids? Like, what are you? What's your approach? Do you believe in chores? Do you think that just giving an allowance and really teaching them uh, these money lessons, maybe through the jar, three jar approach, or are you like me, interested in the hybrid method? Um, because I think the biggest takeaway, and if if I look back at, at my young years, more of that bonus structure where I have worked hard for for the grades. I didn't start working until I was sixteen, um, so up until then it was more. Um, you work really hard with you know getting good grades in school, and then I I can ask my parents for you know buying me something that I really wanted. So I think it really stuck with me as an adult too. And I look at my my money behavior. I tend to do that as well. Like I I would I would take some time to buy something right, and it's it's to me especially if it's a big item a big purchase item, um, it seems like more of okay, have I in my mind have I satisfied checked off the boxes in terms of is is this a reward did I work hard enough right to give myself this opportunity to enjoy um, whatever it is so maybe that's that's how I um, got those ideas around <laughs> the allowance but I'm, I'm liking I'm liking the new approach or I'm liking these conversations because it it, it kind of helps to think through. Also, I think something else to mention before I close, it really does depend on your child. Because not, there's, children are so different and you're taught, you're told this every time, you hear this all the time, right? Kids are also different, they grow up differently, they they do different things, even though it's all kind of falls in within the same realm, you know, surrealm and scope of things. So, yeah, my my suggestion for you is to think about this and I'm curious to see what are you doing, how are you approaching this topic. So thanks so much again for tuning in. Don't forget to leave me a review. It takes you just a quick quick two seconds um, to give us a five-star review and make any suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, money boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. 
so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.